Welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. Wild Expansion teaches soulful go-getters how to create a business and life they love. My name is Myra, your host, and I create online courses teaching you how to rediscover your authentic voice and step into your power. Cahal, welcome to the Wild Expansion Podcast. For anyone who doesn't know you, would you mind just giving a little introduction about yourself? Hi, Moira. Um, thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Yeah, for your listeners, my name is Cathal O'Neill. I'm a transformational coach based in Limerick. Yeah, I suppose I've spent the last uh, six or seven years really diving into personal development, um, human optimization, um, physical fitness, health, nutrition, and most recently through my own journey of healing and personal development, um, psychology and um, metaphysics. Um, so the exploration of, of consciousness and the power of the mind in, in how we create our lives um, and how we can I suppose, implement holistic practices um, to develop both the physical and um, the invisible side of, side of ourselves, the, the mental aspect, the emotional aspect, and also the, the spiritual aspect. Um, so in a nutshell, um, there's quite a lot in it, but in a nutshell, that's, that's what I do. And um, that's how I'm starting to support other people um on their their journey now as well um i've been predominantly a strength and conditioning coach for the last four years and just as i've evolved and i suppose explored who i am um a lot deeper um i'm now transitioning away from strength and conditioning and into um transformational coaching and uh, personal development coaching and what made you want to make that transition? Um, it's been able to serve people from a place of authenticity. Um, that's always been uh, one of my deepest values is kind of giving back to the community um, and the people that I, I live with and, and they're surrounded by. Um, so in order for me to, I suppose, be as authentic as I can, is to serve people from from the place I feel most authentic and that's in deep powerful conversation with people um I'm a introvert by nature and so I'm very comfortable in front of a group of people I have no problem coaching a team of 30 40 people um or I'm really comfortable one-on-one with people um in in deep conversation but uh small talk and um chatting in kind of groups and social settings is it's doable it's it's fun but it's it's not really um who i am and what i'm good at you know so um so yeah it's come from a place of uh just wanting to to serve people as deeply as i can and profoundly as i can um it started I suppose when I finished my degree in strength and conditioning, I was 
um, I was doing a master's in the same field and as a research master's and kind of halfway through the first year was when I had my first, I suppose, profound, deeper understanding of who I am and what I wanted to do and how I wanted to serve. And um, I remember then um, saying that I wanted to open up a gym uh, in my community back here in Limerick and to be able to serve my community in in that way and a year later um and a year and a half later we had the the gym opened um in our ga club and that's still going strong it's been a huge part of our community and our club in the last two years um and it's really really um been an awesome platform for me to to serve a lot of people so that's a small bit of um uh, of what I'm doing and and how I'm supporting people. So I'll just um, start with so many questions, start with one of them. So there's a lot of people listening, I'm sure, that are ambitious and maybe they have a dream like yours to open up their own gym or do something. Like, What were the key like mindset tools that you used to make that dream a reality? Like, Did you practice visualization or any other things you did? Yeah, um, writing is a huge thing for me um which i'm discovering uh more so now um it wasn't a strong point when i was younger but um the power of of writing down what you wish to to do um what you wish to to create and yeah when when that i suppose vision came it was it was really powerful and there was no doubt that i was going to be able to to do it and make it happen um and some people were saying I was crazy because I actually dropped the masters that I was doing to, to move back to Limerick at the time to study psychotherapy. But um, it was really just following that gut instinct and following my intuition as to where I was being led, you know, and, and what I wanted to create. Um, and it's all well and good. I suppose writing down what you want to create and coming from a place of of gut feeling and what you want to create from your heart but then putting that into action and making a bold decision like I did in uh in dropping the masters that I was studying but I just knew in my heart to heart that I that was that chapter closed for me I was to, to take that leap of faith um when I did, I moved back to Limerick and the right conversations ended up ha- happening and the right backing in the club ended up happening and um, the club got on board with it and um, with the help of grants and, and everything, it, it just, it happened, you know. Um, uh, so yeah, it's, to me, it really taught me the power of just backing, backing yourself. Um, back in the, the, the instinct that we have within us all, um, that guiding compass they have within us all as to what we want to create and uh, why we want to do it. What does it feel like whenever your guiding compass is trying to talk to you? Like where does it show up in your body? Is it like a gut feeling or? <laughs> yeah, it's very loud. And um, it's, it is a gut feeling. My emotions are, are my guidance um 
I, I study human design. It's a really um, powerful um, tool. It's kind of quantum. Uh, don't want to call it quantum energy, but it's, it's it's energy mastery. So it goes into your into your chakra system and your your energy system. Um, a bit deeper than just the basic. We all have the seven chakras and um, what they're related to, but some happen to be kind of open and closed. So closed means that they're kind of consistent within us. Um, my solar plexus, uh, which is our emotional center, our power center, is a closed chakra um, for me, which means it's consistent throughout my life, no matter what's happening around me in the environment. I can always rely on my emotions to, to guide me. Um, and that took a long time to to understand and come to terms with for me um because growing up through society through conditioning we're taught to really suppress our emotions and and not to express them so it took a lot of kind of clearing out of um residual um emotional blocks for me to get as clear as i am mm -hmm. um whereas now i'm very very in tune with my emotions and if something is off within my body, I feel it. If something's good, I'll feel it in my in my stomach, in my gut. Um, and so, yeah, it's very intuitive and it's very in the moment. Um, but with that, it's it's not it's being aware of that and then not that, not acting rash in the moment. Um, other people have defined sacral. Um, chakra so their second chakra is defined and that's very much in the moment um kind of that sinking gut feeling whereas emotions are a bit more um kind of sleep on it and and then make a decision um so that, that's called human design um and you can get your chat read um for free um it's really really powerful and interesting for, for any of your listeners that are that are interested in that how do you find out more about like human design and how do you get your chart read? Where do you go? So I had, um, I, I came across a friend told me about it before Christmas. Um, yeah, but last September. So it's bodygraph. I think it's mybodygraph.com is the website, but I kind of had my, I looked at my chart and then I was like, this is amazing. So I just, dived into it and learned it myself wow. um, and it's something that came along at the right time and I had enough understanding of, of our energy and energy systems and um, it kind of just yeah it deeply resonated um, so I was able to um, start studying it myself um, so yeah yeah it's a, it's a really powerful system it's a mix of astrology and um, the I Ching from Taoist philosophy and um, Kabbalah and the, the chakra system. Um, so it's quite complex. I will yeah. link it in the show notes. It sounds so interesting. Do. Yeah, 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 I do. So Gal, you mentioned to do like your inner healing work, you had to remove some like energy blockages. Mm. What, what way did you remove them energy blockages? Um, so yeah, I have a, I have a, 
I have a big toolbox um, of practices that I can use um, that I have used and gone through. Um, at the start, it was at this yeah, kind of around early 2018 when I had my first kind of breakthrough and deeper realization and understanding of energy and um, emotions and consciousness. It was um, mostly done through writing and journaling um, and consciously letting that go. Um, I remember writing around that time and I could feel as I was writing those energy blocks and drains being poured say, through my hand to the pen onto the paper and then I'd burn that sheet of paper and, and release that. Um, that was really powerful. Um, so I suppose conscious writing. Later on down the line then, um, started getting into breath work um, and conscious movement. Um, exercise has always been a huge part of my life. And that's kind of like my go-to um, if I am feeling blocked is go exercise. Um, place for it to move. Um, it's really gotten into kind of just having fun, so gymnastics, um, handstand practice, um, more free flow movement. And last year, towards the end of last year, a lot of dancing. Um, it was a lovely kind of natural evolution from um, bodyweight exercise to, to gym work, to strength and conditioning, to, um, to more free flow gymnastics stuff, and then on to dance. Um, alongside that, as I mentioned, breathwork has been a huge, huge, um, powerful tool for me to to fall back on and and use with other people um, in that uh, for just movement energy, um, movement blocks. Um, Wim Hof method and holotropic breathwork, if any, if you've heard of it, um, are kind of my go-to. Um, Alongside that, <laughs> there's um, quite a bit. Um, last year then came across plant medicines and really, again, kind of as I do with a lot of things, just dove into them um, last year and had a very transformative year last year of, um, of healing and releasing a lot of um, past trauma and as well as ancestral trauma and diving into the more shamanic side of things. Um, and yeah, it's kind of bringing me up to, to present day and now it's a lot of prayer and affirmation and meditation, um, and which is beautiful. I'm really, really enjoying that, using the, the spoken word for, for clearing energy and um, I haven't studied Reiki but I, I know I do quite a bit of it um, uh, so yeah yeah so I think like you so you explained there that you had a transformative year last year and obviously that entailed like a lot of uncertainty and I think right now the whole collective consciousness we're all going through this like uncertainty a lot of us are awakening and shifting, but it can be really like um it can be really scary. I think diving into this unknown, a lot of us are you know creating new chapters yeah like what what advice would you give people that are feeling a wee bit nervous about the future? 
Um, really good question. Um, yeah, and I'm really just feeling into that because I'm still nervous about the future. Um, but I think it's realizing that ultimately we are the creators of our lives um, and the experience that we go through. I feel like that there's, with everything that's going on in the world, people's focus and attention is being really kind of pulled away from themselves and into the collective. Um, what's happening with, with the virus, with Brexit, with um, what's happening in America, with everything that's going on, um, people's attention being taken away from within and kind of externalized. Uh, and that does cause a lot of anxiety when you do look at the, the state of, of the world. Um, and it's just accepting that we can't control that. We have our our locus of control and, and our area that we can control. And essentially that's what's happening inside us and our immediate environment. So it's really about consciously reclaiming our attention and what we care for. So care to me is what am I focusing on day to day? What am I paying attention to? And our intention along with that. So why? am I focusing on this? What am I getting out of it? So if it is reclaiming an hour for yourself every day for conscious movement or breath work or, or journaling or even while you're cooking your food um, is just tuning into yourself and asking, why am I doing this? Um, even if you're, if you find yourself um, just in a cycle of habits that you're starting to realize that aren't serving you as best as the your best self or your best life just asking why is this happening why am i doing this is there anything i can change that can make this more conducive to my health um and they're really really powerful shifts in our in our focus and our attention that we can start making every day um and that really brings our focus from what's happening outside in the world, which is really big and really scary to inside, which is a lot more, um, uh, which is, a, it's a lot more manageable, you know, uh, and this process of, of change is, for me, it's, it's the most natural thing that can happen. Um, is change. Uh, it's the only constant in nature that we see and over the past kind of decades and centuries humans have kind of tried to cheat this process of change um, and you know, with the advances in science they're trying to kind of end it completely you know um, but going back to our, our ancient ancestors, uh, the, the cycles of nature were, were highly revered and, and honored. Um, the, the cycles of, of life, death, and then there's always a rebirth that comes, that comes after. 
um, watch a tree for a year. It'll, it'll teach you that. Um, watch the seasons of the year, how they change, how they move. Um, all the shamanic cultures, our ancestors, the Druids, would have used the, the wheel of the year, the, the calendar of the year, um, for, for healing, for wisdom, for, um, for conscious living, you know. Um, autumn has its, has its qualities, so does spring and summer right now. We're in the time of harvest, you know. Um, uh, so at this time, it's kind of reflecting and what, you, what we're all grateful for. You know what's what's been the fruit of this year, even though it's been the the craziest year that's been here for a while. What's what have you learned? You know what are you taking away from this year, and how have you grown? Um, or what's changed for you? And then as we move into autumn and winter, is that's the time of, of letting go, um, of leaving go of old habits, things that aren't serving us anymore, um, relationships. Um, ways of being in the world, maybe it might be a job or or something that you're waking up to the fact that it doesn't really serve your, your highest uh, potential or purpose. Um, and honoring that cycle, honoring the cycle of, of letting go. Um, and yeah, then obviously come into the winter and it's, it's the time for hibernation and rest and relaxation and kind of dreaming for the next year and then come again to spring, which always happens. Um, time for planting new seeds. Um, and it is the most natural cycle um, and process that, uh, that we all go through consciously or unconsciously. And I really feel that this year for me anyway, it's really brought me down into that and see how I've been living through it or fighting against it and how I can start living with it mm. um, and how we can all start living with it um, at a more conscious and harmonious um, level. Um, so yeah, to me, there's so much to be excited for um, at this time. Um, yeah, yeah. I think that's lovely because a lot of people this year, we've all, a lot of us have went through autumn where we have been let go of maybe by our company from a relationship. A lot of things are outside of our control. But then I suppose it's that message for hope that this is needed for your rebirth, this new chapter in spring. Mm. It's necessary for them, that previous thing to be let go of to make room for the new. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Um, so like surrender and just trust yeah yeah it's um it is it is a huge collective death and rebirth that's happening um because we are leaving leaving go of um many of our the ways of being we've been kind of schooled into um whether it's a nine to five job or um many people are now realizing that they don't have to work in their work that they can work from home um that they don't have to live as they've been told, you know, that they can start deciding how they want to live and start living more in their 
their terms and creating the life that they want to live. Um, and as humans, that's our, that's, uh, yeah, it, it is one of our birthrights, you know, um, sovereignty and being able to um, claim what you wish to wish to create. Um, so yeah, it's been a really deeply educational and a fascinating year, and I'm quite excited to to see what is birds on the other side of this, because um, there's there's a lot of good happening in the world um, right now. You mightn't see it in the news and and that, but there is a lot of good happening. Yeah. Cal, how do you nourish yourself in terms of like, you know, keeping up relationships and connecting to source um, and other people throughout all this? Because it can be quite a lonely time as well for people. And I think we all crave human connection. Mm. Yeah, it's been, it has been, I'm not going to say one of the most difficult times for me um, because of the last couple of years I have been, um, I suppose, quite on my own uh, solidary path. Um, so not much has changed in terms of how I live my life, um, which was kind of fortunate. Um, I moved back with my family last December, which has been great to, to reconnect with them. And um, there's a lot of rebuilding in, in our relationship that had to happen which is fantastic. Um, I'm a lot closer to my community and um, my cousins and my wider family, um, which has been great. Um, being able to use this time to, to really slow down and take stock of, of uh, what I'm really grateful for and what I have and what I'm fortunate to have in my life. Um, and I feel a lot of people, um, have been kind of in the same boat as that, realizing what's really important, um, what's what's essential um, to to our existence, and human connection is 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 that is one of the the foundation foundations to that. Um, and I think the fact that we've been asked to distance from each other so much, people are starting to honor that and and revere that rather than being in each other's face the whole time it's really taught us i suppose respecting boundaries and and the the necessity of authentic human connect, connection um and i think there's a lot more of real, that realization to come which which will happen um i think the more and more we are trying to be separated the more and more we'll start to come together as, 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 as a nation and as communities, as and then as as a species. So, Cal, I think that like a lot of us are maybe moving back home with our families, or it just seems like there's a lot of change in who we're spending our time with, and mm. there's more extremes now. So more people are awake. And more people are like fast asleep and they just don't want to wake up. Like, you know, people that just are at war and stuff. How do you think people that are like on this journey of wanting to live more consciously, how do we like merge into that environment, living with people and 
seeing on the news people that still want to like be asleep and don't want to become conscious yeah. without letting it like you know ruin our energy or affect us yeah it's because it, it can be difficult you know there's it's a human instinct to um to want to try and and save in in quotations save people um but it is it is about realizing that we can't really really save other people like they, they're on their path they're walking their path they're learning the lessons they need they need to learn um and we can just do the same we can only focus on our awakening um our conscious living and act as as a beacon um i was sharing with you last week that um kind of started to stand as a as a lighthouse and a lighthouse doesn't go running up and down the beach trying to get all the boats to to start following it you know it just stands there and it shines its light and anybody who needs that lighter guidance along their journey will will use it but there's a lot of people who who are happy you know without that light you know and don't necessarily need it um and i think the yeah as as we are waking up is to really just continue focusing on on furthering our path and shining our light um brighter and stronger and the people who who do need that guidance or, or need that support will 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 be there you know and use it um but yeah it is difficult to see this contrast um that's that's showing up um uh and it's just about respecting people the, where they are you know um that they're here walking their path and that's perfect as well Cal, do you have any like daily non-negotiables that allow you to stand in your light and like not let other others dim your light? Ooh, um, I wouldn't call them non-negotiables, but I do have practices. Um, that I do have my own um, power practices as well. I call them um, like that exercise, um, meditation. Um, Yeah, like eating eating healthy is like one of my foundations. Um, recently turned vegetarian as as a trial to see how it goes and feeling really good after that. Um, it's it's willing to try stuff that um I wouldn't necessarily have tried before. I thought of trying before, and really finding out what works for me, and then implementing that in my life. And then if I feel it, um appropriate then to to share with other people then then to do that um but uh yeah i have i have my go-to practices and it, it might simply be just listening to music um or getting outside and walking barefoot on the grass or um i live by uh a few ancient sites down here and a beautiful lake or getting out there for the day um or or reading um so they're kind of my my go-to. Cal, do you have any like setback or setbacks or failures that have set you up for later success? 
Um, <laughs> one that's coming to mind as as a coach last year, I had um, I was coaching two teams, and they're both my local teams, my my own hurling club and the ladies football club, and we'd two finals on the same day. Um, at the ladies football first, there was a county final, and then we'd the hurling then later on, and in the the football match, the the girls are fortunate enough to to go on and win. And it was fantastic. It was amazing. Um, it's my first championship as a coach, and it's their first championship in nine years. And it was a really, really amazing um, winning situation experience. Um, then I had to drive halfway across the county to to my own club and the hurling team, and and they ended up losing uh, that final. And it was the funniest days I've ever lived because it was such contrast between the exhilaration of winning and celebrating and then the absolute heartbreak of, of losing. Um, and yeah, I learned more about how winning and failing and the dance between the two and um, the lessons learned from both in that day than I have in a, in my life um so that's one that came to mind and um yeah as as a sports team and as a sports coach and especially with Ireland and ga and as a golfer growing up like you, you lose more a lot more than than you win um and i've certainly in my life had a lot of setbacks um but it's it, from those that I personally learn and and grow the most, um, and and take the most lessons from, um, and I know that there will come a time when when we win with our with our hurlers, and it'll just be all the sweeter. And what do you think the lesson from the universe was from that day of like winning and then experiencing a loss? It's um, yeah, it's interesting because it's a good question. Um, like both are entwined with each other. You know, it's it is a lesson of polarity. Um, that you can't have one without the other. Um, and that's what we're starting to to wake up to, um, I suppose, as a species that um, we can't survive without the other. Um, whether it's men and women together, or it's an internal um, recognizing that I have feminine qualities within myself, even though I'm a male, and you have masculine qualities within yourself, even though you're a woman, um, that that polarity exists through everything we live in a, in a dual universe um so in order to win um you must first be able to lose and lose well and and learn and then uh you'll be able to win um and yeah it's it's the beautiful dance between uh 
the masculine and the feminine and the yin and the yang and um that we're all um learning and growing through that we're all becoming more conscious of um light without darkness exactly yeah and that ties back into as we were talking about earlier the the wheel of the year can't have summer without winter or day without night you know um and it is the 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 process of change and transformation through through both um growing and learning through both um and almost embracing both with a with open arms and and a warm welcome um because of the lessons that you're you're going to learn and and eventually the person you'll be after um after that happens i think it's a beautiful time now because we all have this extra time to take risks and chances are you are going to fail but hey you have to win some as well so absolutely yeah yeah life is all all about those big risks and those leap of faiths. Um, uh, yeah, having the courage to take those and um, trust, trust in yourself and trust in the universe and trust that inner compass that we all have. So, Kihal, like, we—I don't know if you ever like heard of shadow work, have you? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. what are your thoughts on shadow work? And I know you're a huge advocate for conscious living, but I wonder, like, do you ever have that desire to go unconscious? Like, for me, instance, I just sometimes will pick up my phone, and I, I know I'm doing it, but I want to go unconscious by scrolling on the phone. Or, like, what's your opinion on, what's your thoughts on the shadow aspect of ourselves and that desire to go unconscious? Mm. Um. Yeah, the the shadow is certainly a huge part of our growth and evolution. Um, going back to what I mentioned earlier, like repressed emotions, um, repressed trauma, repressed experiences, um, they all get stored in our unconscious. Um, but a lot of the time, like people think of the shadow and they think of something that's that's scary or dangerous. But oftentimes, it's our it's our gifts and our talents that are repressed in there as well um as as children you know we might be very artistic or we might love singing or dancing but that might be generally accepted in our in our family or culture and that gets pushed into the into the background um it's our quirks that make us amazing (laughs) exactly um so yeah shadow work is all about integrating uh the unconscious into conscious awareness yeah um and so whether it's practices like breath work or or journaling or meditating or or deeper work with plant medicines um it is essentially of of recovering those parts of ourselves that have become split off um so we move from a disintegrated and scattered state into a um holistic and whole state um Whereas the desire to be to be unconscious, um, uh, would I call it a desire? Um, like an old habit. I think it's more kind of habitual thinking, habitual patterning, um, or, or conditioning, maybe that we don't. Yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, escapism is is another way of describing it. Um. um yeah, it's certainly like we all have our crutches, you know, um, 
coffee, alcohol, sugar, um, social media. Um, and it's just slowly becoming aware of, of what your crutches are, you know, um, what's holding you back from embodying your true authentic self. Um, and certainly get waves of it as well. You know, might be two or three days where um, you just go into a rut and a slump and you're not feeling yourself, you know, but it's about breathing into it, becoming conscious of it. And the more you catch yourself, the more aware you become of it. The, the, the shorter, obviously, the time you spend on there and the easier it becomes to, to pull yourself out of it and return to your um, non-negotiables or your, your daily practices that you have. Um, cold showers, I find, are uh, an amazing way to, to kind of wake up and reset the nervous system um, and get you out of one. Cahal, do you have any like favorite books or Netflix recommendations or podcasts or anything? <laughs> I don't probably have loads. Um, um, if there's if you want to um, watch something that's that's fascinating of the process of change and the process of transformation, there's a I call the motion picture because there's no words in it, but it's called, I think it's called Samsara. And it's a movie length um, motion picture. So, and there's no words, but it goes through um, the experience of, of being human and human nature and um, change and transformation um, through the cycles and, and the seasons of life. Um, that was quite, yeah, it's, it's quite profound when you watch something like that um, and just pay attention. Um, in terms of, of books, um, I'm looking over at uh, what I have at the moment and what I'm reading, what I'm reading is, um, a lot of law of attraction stuff at the moment. Um, some Greg Braden, The Divine Matrix is a very good book. If you're wanted to, I suppose, explore the, the quantum aspects of things. Um, that's what I'm studying at the moment is, is law of attraction and the universal laws of, of nature. Um, and how we can use them in, in transforming ourselves and and our, our inner world, but yeah, there's a lot um, and that aren't coming to mind right now, but yeah. Just speaking of the law of attraction, do you have a vision board? Or have you ever had one? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I update it quite frequently. It's my desktop and my laptop. Aren't they so yeah. powerful? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love them. Um, Cal, what do you want your life legacy to be? Ooh, good question. <laughs> And I generally always come back to uh, what I'm doing right now. Um, and yeah, I've um, last, last year, yeah, kind of year and a half ago, I kind of wrote down what my perfect day would be. And it's a really good exercise as well, just as a vision board is, but write down what your perfect day is, like start to finish. When you wake up, what you do, what you have for breakfast, who you spend the morning with or whether you're reading or studying, 
whether you have exercise, um, whether you're working or if you are working, what are you working at? Um, and go through your whole day, afternoon, evening time into your sleep and be as detailed as you can. And yeah, I, I've done that quite a, a few times and quite a number of times we're kind of refining it. And I think it was January of last year when I kind of realized it's like, holy shit, I'm kind of doing this almost kind of week on week now, you know? Um, and it was really, really cool to, to, to see that manifest. Um, and yeah, since then it's, it's again changed with the seasons, but, um, how I see my perfect life isn't too much or my ideal life as to what I want to create isn't too dissimilar to, to what I'm doing right now. Funny, I did that exercise myself and I couldn't believe how simple like my dream day is. It's like, yeah. oh my God, like just go outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the simple things. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. There's, um, there's this thing we have in, in the Western world of like striving for perfection and idealism and um, being extraordinary. But um, really, when you boil it down to it, like it's pretty much like an average day is what we're all striving for, you know? And, but even in that, how many, if you compile those average days together over a week, over a month, over a year, where you're actually doing what you enjoy and um, at a level that isn't burning you out, you know, or isn't stress over stressing you, um, what you'd be able to create in, in that, in those couple of months in that year or five years you know um it would definitely compile and and be a would be a lot of change and transformation would occur i think often we forget how like simple transformation you know how mm. simple we want our results to be like transformation mm. is so accessible to us even though the word seems very like wow i could never try that but it's actually yeah. so available <laughs> yeah yeah, like I've started calling myself a transformation life coach. And even when I first heard it, I was like, the idea or picture I get is this huge makeover of, of our lives, you know, of what I'm doing or who I am and who I spend time with. And now if, if, if you want that to happen, that's, that's doable. You know, you can do that. But really it's about tapping into our just innate wisdom within the so like that internal insight comes forward um so that we can make a, a little change here um a little change there um small little change on how we perceive um our job or that relationship or or what we're doing in this moment um small little change in in our belief system and really kind of just moving past those into what i'm calling our, our well space and this deep well of wisdom, this deep well of, of health and wisdom, that's our natural state of being as a human, um, tapping into that space and seeing what wishes to be birthed from, from there um, and into the world, you know, and um, that's what transformation is. Um, it's about consciously returning to, to that, space of wellness within 
and seeing what wants to, to be created from there. Who, who are you in that space? Um, who are you when you're centered, when you're grounded? Um, and what can you create from there? Do you have any like, tips on how to stay present in that space of alignment? Um, it's, yeah. I mean, I, I wear a lot of, I wear some uh, kind of wristbands and necklaces and um, and have affirmations. Um, and these all have like specific, I suppose, protective qualities or you could wear um, like crystals are becoming uh, my new thing. You can wear different um, amulets and talismans, um, but it's it's practice, you know, is how do, how do you get good at playing a sport or anything or playing guitar or um, it's, it's study and practice, you know, um, and it is about creating a daily practice for yourself, but it's five minutes in the morning, five minutes in the evening. Um, setting aside that time to for yourself you know oftentimes we don't give ourselves even five minutes during the day um to ourselves um and yeah and then secondly play so um in those five minutes um or even half an hour 20 minutes is to set aside a time for play um and play is whatever the hell you want it to be you know uh yeah it's whatever the hell you want it to be and um oftentimes like they won't know what to do um you know and it could really be be anything you know tap into what you wanted to do when you were six or seven and just go do that for half that's hour. a really powerful question yeah mm, yeah what did six or seven year old cattle like to do uh, um i was probably golfing in my grandparents backyard or um digging a new hole in our front lawn or something and um swinging the golf club um so so yeah yeah and are you still doing that <laughs> ironically no <laughs> i have a golf this year you got I took a break. <laughs> um i um i took a i decided to to constantly take a break from golf yeah. um because it for me, it was like the, the main sport that I stopped everything else to focus on golf through my teenage years. And it just got really, really competitive. And um, it would have been very, very self-critical around that time. And um, it just became distasteful for me. Um, so, yeah, as hurling kind of came back into my um, awareness uh, and what I love to do, golf was just kind of, just taking the, the the back seat for the moment, but certainly I've played a couple of rounds and it's just been a lot more free, freeing and enjoyable. Just being out there, enjoying the round for for what it is, and not having to to compete against myself or anybody else. What did younger Cal want to be whenever he grew up? <laughs> a professional golfer. <laughs> um, yeah, that was a big thing. Um, and yeah it was a huge part of of my life and again that speaks into the process of change and transformation you know you really don't know how it's going to unfold um what opportunities you're going to have to change and speak but being open with to that and 
and flowing with that and if you feel something has come to a close in your life is to to honor that and to allow it to pass and not have the the attachments um kind of keeping you stuck between between two worlds um uh, yeah just constantly let that go and, and move forward into into what's been buried and what you want to create yeah so just fully embracing autumn i can't wait yeah. <laughs> i can't wait um yeah um yeah again it'll just allow me the time to constantly look at certain areas of my life and ask what i want to let go of and um i'm certainly going through a huge transition and transformative period of my life right now and um in enjoying that time of growth and and expansion so what does wild expansion mean to you <laughs> i had a feeling you asked that after that <laughs> um it's an amazing name um and it really speaks into reclaiming the wildness of who we are the wildness of our heart and soul and for me personally this is a huge part of of my own journey and my own path is reconnecting to my roots as an irish person and as a celt and as a gaelic um person um to our druidic system um of our ancestors and to me it's about the um decolonializing a lot of ourselves a lot of who we are um and re-embracing the nature within and allowing that to um to expand within and realizing that it isn't this monstrous um predator or hunter that we've to be to be scared of you know it is who we are we are nature itself um I think it's certainly returning to that sense of being and then allowing that to expand and to open up. Um, there's, I haven't read it, but there's next book. The title is just enough to be, to know it's a good book. It's called Civilized to Death by Chris Ryan. And um, he's certainly spoken into how Western culture and society is, is civilizing people too much um to death you know um so i think wild expansion uh which is an amazing project you have is about reclaiming the wildness of who we are flaws uh, and all everything yeah. everything yeah reclaiming our nature you know um yeah beautiful cahill mm. if anyone wants to connect with you or learn more about you can you like tell them a bit about your services and your offerings um yeah so i have a website kahloneal.com um it's facebook kahloneal and the art of conscious living um uh yeah i'm on instagram as well but not a big big user of it um and yeah i'm offering um transformational coaching and if the human design just did you um to do a, a reading with that and um tarot has been a huge thing that i've gotten into recently as well um so if anybody's interested in doing readings as well like that but transformation coaching is is the main thing yeah yeah it's um again it's just um holding that space for people to to dive into who they are and 
um, what they want to create in the world, why they want to create it, and um, how they ultimately want to feel um, in their lives, you know, and, and creating the 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 perfectly average life they want to they want to create, as, as we were speaking of um, the average day. But but yeah, yeah, that's what I'm doing. I'll leave all the details in the show notes. Awesome, Cal. If you could have one quote on a billboard for like everyone to see, what would it be? Um, and it doesn't have to be like, you know, huge, just with the first thing that comes to you. <laughs> um, you are the dance between being and becoming. That's so nice. Never heard that before. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I feel we all are, the dance of being who we are and becoming who we are. Thank you so much for talking to me, Cal. You're so very welcome. It's a pleasure. Woohoo!